Hi everyone, this is Charlotte Palmer bringing you a mix of interviews and music from around your area on behalf of HSPART Radio. I'm here with Claire Farrow, who is a cultural star and local hero of Walthamstow. <laughs> Isn't that right, Claire? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. That's right. It makes you laugh, but it's true. <laughs> Thank you for. I'm here with Claire to discuss Claire's company, Move 17, which is a dance company. Thank you very much for being here with me. Oh, you're Claire. welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to have a little chat, aren't we, about what you do mm. and how you got to be a cultural star and a local hero. Okay, um, yes. It also, at some point, going to get your autograph, because you're, you're going to be famous before I know it, <laughs> and then I won't be able to reach you, because I have to go by your press office or your, or your agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so, well. We know each other, don't we, Claire? We've known yeah. each other quite some time. Yeah. We, we actually did a, a coaching course. We, we coached on a self-development course together we quite some did. time ago. That's right, we did. know each other. I think it was probably about ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, quite some time. You don't look... At, you don't look a day older than when I first met you. You Thanks. still look as gorgeous as ever. Thank you. <laughs> right back at you, Charlotte. So, <laughs> now I've got all the schmoozing and the charming out the way. Can you tell us a little bit about Move 17 and about your achievements around Move 17? Because I know that you've done a lot around oh. You've been doing it for quite some time. How long have you been doing it for? Sure. Um, I started Move 17 four years ago. Um, I had previously to that been working um, at Dance Umbrella, London's International Dance Festival, um, and I'd been there 12 years, and I was a producer, and I worked a lot with artists at all stages in their career, um, both in the UK and internationally, and it was one of the most rewarding things I'd ever done. However, after 12 years, I was having a hankering to doing something creative, being in the studio, being with people, making work and making a difference and it had just been an itch that I wanted to scratch for a while. So I've been running Move 17 now for four years. Um, and where, where is Move 17? Where is it based? We physically are based at Gnome House, right. which is a, a community space uh, right by Black Horse Road Tube. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. it's a great space, um, and uh, Inky Cutterfish Studios are, are based there as well. Um, and... So Move 17 is um, Waltham Forest Community Dance Group and it really is for people who have never danced before. I mean, some people have done some dance, but really it just is the ethos is anyone can dance, anyone can be creative and I work with people of all levels, all ages, mm. all abilities. So you've had fabulous dancers there and you've had some awful dancers there, is that right? Or you wouldn't class them as being awful? Never, you never class them as never, awful. I would never put it that way. I think what I would say is... Some of them don't make you giggle inside. But for all the right reasons. <laughs> all the right reasons, oh. Charlotte. Yeah, no, but, but I was literally just talking to your two flatmates then. Yes. And one of them was like, I don't dance, I don't dance, I can't dance, I'm actually left And I'm really used to people saying that to me. Mm. But I think, you know, anyone who knows me in the borough and maybe people who don't know me will f find out. Yes. You know, I really, my thing is to just bring people together through dance and to really, so 
whether it's Move 17 or whether, you know, I'm at the You Should Be Dancing disco, the um, the disco that Julia Spicer curates um, mm. at the Trades Hall in Walthamstow, yes. you know, we, we've kind of got into a groove now where I will lead some of the dancing and, yes. um, you know, it's not... Like with Move 17, I, I guess I do try and bring a level of... Um, not necessarily highbrow, but, but the kind of choreographer's whose work I restage on non-dancers have mm. been people like Akram Khan or Anna Teresa Takirzmaka, whose work is normally presented at Saddler's Wells. All right. So I'm really being quite ambitious with the, with the level of sort of artistic ambition. Um, but equally, you know, it could, it could be us at a disco uh, or it could be me with my other dance group, you know, just teaching them a routine mm. from... Well, we're doing West Side Story at the moment, really? truth be known. I have to say, I fancy the disco, personally. Yeah, yeah, no, you must come, you must come. It's, it's roughly every month. Love it, I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's disco. really, really good, so, good, good night, good night. I, I, I know this about you, Claire. You're passionate about freedom of self-expression mm. and you love to empower others around mm. self-expression. Yeah, I do. Tell us a bit about that. I'm sure our listeners are really hungry to hear that. Yeah, I think, um, I think what I like to say about my work is that it's not just about seeing people perform. What I like to do is give people who participate in my dance projects a journey so that when they come into the studio to when they leave and they do their performance, they really have undergone some form of transformation or some form of... Um, whether it's building their confidence or giving them a real sense of achievement or somehow they've broken through some kind of personal ba personal barrier. So I make that absolutely central to the work that I do and I really try and engender a sense of co-ownership with the people who come into the studio. Mm. So sometimes people come in and they don't know, they don't even know what's going to happen and even just getting to the studio for them is a breakthrough. What kind of people come to your studio? I have everyone, uh, one lady is a matron in, wow. for the NHS um, and some people are social workers, mm. some people work in IT. You think they do it for stress relief then? Um, I, think, I think shows like Strictly Come Dancing, Bake Off, any of those mm. shows that really show adults and you know not just children because mm. obviously I believe in developing children as well yeah. but I generally work with adults mm. and I think there's something in the zeitgeist at the moment of people um, reconnecting with a, a passion or a love whether it's dance or baking or whatever it is mm -hmm. doing something creative for themselves and a lot of the people who come into my classes have they've had their children mm. the kids are at a certain age now where they can actually have a bit more me time and and start thinking about what excites them and what what's going to be you know a journey for them and, and just even just even just signing up for one of my projects sometimes for, for people is like a journey into the unknown and I think with a lot of people um, it really does make a difference in their lives you know so, some people have had promotions because you know Claire as a director is wow. being in your project I got a promotion because wow. I used these skills that I've learned or wow. you know someone else said that um the project came at the right time for her because she'd just been made redundant and it really gave her something to focus on and feel good about herself. Um, a lot of my work also is intergenerational, so it's really nice to see a seven-year-old dancing with a 65-year-old, wow. you know, and just yeah. sort of having that kind of level of exchange. I don't know about you, when I was seven, I didn't even know any 65-year-olds. I didn't even know any 50-year-olds. I, I just knew my sisters and my mum and my dad, mm. pretty much, and right. the people at school. So there's something there that I really like about um, 
having people of all ages uh, be mates, you know, get to know each other, get to rely on each other, get to ask each other for help, um, get to direct each other if they're a bit lost or don't know what to do. Mm. So, yeah, I would say that there is definitely a transformational aim and ambition. Um, that must be very, very rewarding for you. It, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I wow. think... Um, I can, I can honestly say one of the best moments I ever had mm. was in a studio at the Barbican with two groups that I'd been rehearsing separately. This was to restage Rosas Dance Rosas by Anna Teresa de Kiersmacher, mm. which is, a, if you're in the dance world, it's a dance classic from the 80s. You, everyone knows about it, but not that many people do know it, mm. except Beyonce kind of nicked a bit of it for one of her videos. So... <laughs> It's a certain kind of dance. Is there a certain kind of music that goes with it? Yeah, it's really rigorous. It's like um, it's almost like a kind of industrial soundscape. Okay. Just like a kind of churning and a churning and a churning kind of banging and crashes. your food um well yeah i went to a show today and the food wasn't that great anyway 
Oh, uh, yeah, story. yeah, no. Oh, right, okay. I'm sorry I to di- hear that. Don't worry, I digress. I'm just making a joke out of it. No, no, no. No, all I was so, just, yeah. just going to say, though, um, the only point I was going to make about that was that um, I'd, been se- I'd been rehearsing these two groups separately. Some of them hmm. were people who worked at the Barbican, uh, who live at the Barbican, and some of them were Waltham Forest residents, and the two groups had never been together before, hmm. and it was like two days before the show, and they just... I brought them together, did all the warm-up, blah, 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 and then when they rehearsed, they just gelled and they didn't even know each other. And it was just, it was amazing because in that one moment, I brought these two separate groups together and they, and I didn't have to do anything. I just stood there going, yep, yeah, great. If I didn't, they if, didn't need me for anything. Well, is it not hard work though, with the training, getting people to that place? Some people might, may feel that they've got two left feet, they may feel that they haven't got any rhythm. It's a really, I know what you, I know what you mean, and I, I, I am there for people if they're struggling, of course. Mm. Um, but I do feel with dance, you just do it. Mm. You learn it through doing it. As mm. soon as you're worried about it or you're stressing, you're getting in the way of your own progress. And I think, you know, we can be our own worst critics. And I think that's why I like to have plenty of people in the room to encourage each other. Um, because so everyone it, feels they're in the same boat. They're it in sounds it together. like fun, actually. It's a, it lot a lot of fun. fun. It's difficult, but yeah. it's fun. I mean, why, why give yourself an easy option? Yeah. You know, yeah. challenge yourself. Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, how old you were when you first started dancing? Uh, I first started training when I was seven, but I have a very strong memory of dancing in my parents' living room at the age of four, wow. choreographing to my mum's Astrid Gilberto <laughs> records. What, really? Like, literally, like... Oh, fabulous, is Yeah, there was, a, there was a song that used to go... Ding, ding. And every time it went ding, ding, I did this kind of ding, ding movement with my fingers. So I, I was really choreographing to, to music. We'll play that one. We will definitely play, play that one. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Do not ask that for a reenactment. No, I won't. Do. That could be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, so, so I started at seven. And what kind, yeah. of, what kind of dance did you start? What was well, um, really from the age of seven till 18, I was one of these people who did ballet, jazz and tap. Yes, all the classics. All your classics, a bit of national dance. Yes. Um, and that was me. I was. Mm. I basically belonged to two schools. I had my mm. academic school, and I had then I had my dancing school um, down in Broadstairs. Mm. And um, yeah, so yeah, a very very solid training. A really good school that I went excellent, to. Yeah. Excellent. So so you did uh, ballet and jazz and tap. Yeah. Have you tried? Street dancing, break dance, hip hop, <laughs> <laughs> and ballroom and Latin. <laughs> Do you know I have tried all of them? Well, but I think because I because that's impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. I didn't say very well. I didn't say I did them very well. Um, but actually, um, because after my training at the age of eighteen, I went on to become a professional dancer, like to train mm. to be a professional dancer. You kind of start to narrow the field. So I, I really just focused on ballet and contemporary dance. Mm. Um, so if I do any other dance style, it really is quite rudimentary. But I've had to be um, very um, versatile. Because I I also, for a number of years now, I've been uh, helping people with their first dances for their weddings. And they ask for all sorts of things. I bet they do. Yeah. So I I can, you know, help them with a bit of ballroom. I can help them with something a little bit more crazy. What's the craziest one you've done? (laughs) Um, I did one where a 
a couple were so ambitious they wanted to do a ballroom and a kind of fast kind of jive and that mm. was they were really ambitious with their lifts mm. Seus metais por entre cores mil, verde mar, céu de anil. Nunca se viu tanta beleza, meu Deus, que lindo meu Brasil! Vem, vamos dançar ao sol. Vem que a banda vai passar. Vem ouvir o toque dos clarins anunciando. Carnaval e vão brilhando seus metais Por entre cores mil Verde mar, céu de anil Nunca se viu tanta beleza Meu Deus, que lindo meu Brasil who were fairly well known for being quite quiet people right. and then when they did their first dance I don't think anyone was quite prepared that they reenacted um, Saturday Night Fever <laughs> I love it <laughs> so it, was a, Sounds fantastic. it was a little bit of a surprise for everyone but yeah that was a really nice one to do yeah Wow. Mm. So, that is, that is hilarious. I'd love to see the video of that one. <laughs> no, it's really sweet. It's really sweet. So, how did you get nominated as cultural star and local hero? Oh, uh, bless you. What's it like being a local hero? And has it oh. boosted your ego somewhat? Absolutely. Um, well, um, local hero, very specifically, is an article in the E-List magazine. Yes. And I was very fortunate that I was... Um, to be honest, I don't even remember if I was approached or I approached them. I really don't remember. But I was in contact uh, with the editor, Paul, and um, they have a feature every month right. called Local Hero. Right. So there are many local heroes, as we all know, in Waltham mm. Forest. Um, but I, I was really happy with it because um, I'd only been doing Move 17 for one year and we'd already done a piece by Akram Khan at City Hall and at Trafalgar Square. So instantly we had a really good project on our hands. And so I think, to answer your question, that I think did help 
have people, you know, put me on the map and have people start to get interested in my Move 17 group. And then Cultural Star was actually around um, uh, Waltham Forest Borough of Culture. They, were, they asked people to nominate people that they thought, you know, had made some kind of cultural impact as a cultural star, but also in the community. And um, there were 20 of us and we were sort of given our little placards at William Morris Gallery and Wonderful. but I have to say very sincerely that obviously the the group of people were fa fabulous group of people but quite obvious by some omissions as well I mean there were so many amazing cultural stars in Waltham Forest who just weren't particularly listed that day but you know I, I feel um you know there are many others yes yeah but yeah, no, it, no, it's it's been lovely, and a part of the um, a part of the bar of culture is that they've they've made a mural. Um, it's it's opposite today bread at, at Hoe Street, yeah. Um, and they've made a little mural with all our names on it, oh, which is really gorgeous. sweet. That's and I was in the paper, which oh, is always wow. nice. That is really <laughs> lovely. So I'm <laughs> sitting here with a local celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I try. <laughs> So your journey to starting up Move Seventeen was it was it really tough to set up the dance school? Was it kind of like did you get have to get a lot of investment? Did it take something? I think it, it, on a personal level. So no, not not in terms of other people's investment, but I just say on a personal level to leave your job of twelve years yeah. to go and do something you've always wanted to do in your forties does take something. Follow your dream. Yeah, it really does take something, and I think. Um, I think it was just a trust your instincts moment and just know that sometimes in life you've got to live life standing on the skinny branches of the tree. Beautiful metaphor. <laughs> I like that one, actually. Yes. I use it a lot. Really great. So, yeah. you know, what, what are you offering? What, 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 tell us a bit, like, what are you offering in your classes? So, yeah. evening, evening sessions in so, different age groups, different levels? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I'd say, you know, just thinking about the adult classes that I do, because at the moment I don't do any classes for children. Oh, okay. So, when I, when I work with children, it's when I'm doing a, a really big intergener intergenerational project for, say, 30 to 50 people. Hmm. Uh, and those are more... Um, they're not ongoing classes they're more like one-off projects that I might be say commissioned by the Barbican to make either for the Walthamstow Garden Party or for Open Fest or for um, you know other kind of circumstances but my weekly classes I run four so I have Claire's Dance Class which is uh, specifically teaching uh, men and women um, iconic routines from movies and musicals. Wow. So, yeah, so... Um, I know where to come to if I need to be, you, you be want emulating to an iconic Refresh your, your flash dance moment. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> with the last moment at the end with the fling oh, the hair back and the, and the shower away. head. Yeah, no, we do all of that. Sounds uh, fantastic. I'm, I'm totally enrolled in the, the whole idea of it. Yeah, so we do that. Um, so, so it's a nice opportunity for people to learn lots of different dance styles, but also to get to know their neighbours as yeah. well. And, you know, people are really, uh, have formed really strong friendships um, through coming to my classes. Oh. And then the other class... So I do two on a Monday, one's for beginners, one's for improvers, mm. uh, one on a Tuesday at Redbridge Drama Centre, and then on Wednesday at Gnome House it's Move 17, which is contemporary dance. So yeah. anyone who just wants to come along and just do a taster session, see what they think, see if they like it, yeah. can just contact me. And
accessible and affordable to all? I would say it is accessible and affordable to all. However, I used to run a kind of um, a rate for people who were um, unwaged, um, which I'm more than prepared to do again, but I just haven't needed to. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'd say they're pretty affordable. Um, I've had, I've been running that class, Claire's dance class, for five years. So I've had people actually who've been with me for five years. So we're just going to do an end of year show now, celebrating that. And I'm hoping to do some kind of blooper video, you know, just to make everyone laugh at some of the crazy things we've done over the years, like mm. dancing Jai Ho in the town square, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with scarves and things yeah. like that. It's just a Fantastic. Lot yeah. So you mentioned earlier on about your your Barbican, your Barbican programme yeah. career earlier on, so do you want to tell us a bit more about that and then uh, yeah. what it is to be a creative citizen? Yeah, okay, so specifically, um, I've been very lucky uh, with Move 17 because early on, um, within about a year of starting it, I actually approached the Barbican and said, look, I really am passionate about doing a mass community dance piece in the borough with local people. And I want to do this really difficult and rigorous piece from the 80s called the Rosas Dance Rosas Project, yeah. um, which they got instantly and they, and they gave me a small pot of commissioning money and I also got a little bit of money from um, uh, William Morris Ward, the big local. Um, and then from there, I think they, they, they're interested in me as an as a, as a artist in Waltham Forest, as they are with a lot of artists. And so there was this programme that they created called the Creative Citizen Fellowship. And we're, we're just at the end of it, um, but it's basically been a 10-month programme that I've been on with seven other artists. Three of them are with me in what we call participation and performance. Um, so dealing very much with dance and circus and and making um and the other group are more around like community and sustainability and they're the people who run like artillery island um and it's been really interesting and a real privilege to be on it we've had lots of interesting um sessions with other artists explaining their work experts around fundraising experts around brand and identity and, and sort of helping that side of things um, but it also helps us work together to actually start curating um, the stages um, at the Walthamstow Garden Party. And, um, you know, it's just nice as an artist to be supported and, and to have a little bit of money and to be told, you know, we, we value what you're doing. And, and, and also, I said to you earlier, yes. didn't I, like, what is a creative yeah, citizen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, God, I don't even know if you I are the answer. You are a creative citizen. Yes, I th well, I think anyone could yeah. be a creative citizen. Um, and I think it's um, it's about encouraging people to talk to their neighbours and to decide what their own individual communities need. Mm -hmm. and, and people always kind of pop up, don't they, and say, mm -hmm. oh, well, I can make this and I can do that. And oh, and so-and-so who lives down the street, well, she runs a choir and she can maybe sing this. And, you know, just sort of um, enabling people to develop as creatives but then bring that learning and that knowledge and that experience back into the community through the work that they do. I mean I define it as being someone who is a mover and a shaker, someone who's always in action, mm. someone who's driving things forward and inspiring other people around them. Yeah absolutely and working in partnership yeah. and just thinking about um, I guess thinking about how we can include everyone as yeah. well you know. 
Yeah. So do you want to tell us a bit more about your um, achievements? Oh. <laughs> you said you were going to go through... Personal or professional? Uh, well, whichever way, whichever uh, way you want to go with that one. Well, I mean, yeah. we're, we're smiling because we're sat here around a laptop and I said, oh, let me show you some of my work. Um, but basically... This one, oh, well, anyway, yeah. waiting for the laptop. I just wanted to show you just a little bit of this uh, Rosas Dance Rosas yeah. project because it really is um, is quite interesting to see. L'oiseau oublie de chanter, la cloche oublie de tinter. who did this piece, we were invited to present the Rosas Dance Rosas piece as part of Open Fest in the Barbican. So it was an opportunity for people to actually perform right. at the Barbican. And this is 50 people. Mm. Uh, the youngest was seven, the eldest was 70. Um, and as you can see, it's quite a packed Barbican space. a mathematical piece it kind of like uh, jigsaws together they have to learn the same moves but in different orders they're counting frantically as they uh, as they're dancing very clever and as you can see they're just everyday movements mm. made into dance Different ages there. I know. Different, every kind of person. Yeah. This, you know, that could be a father and daughter. Even you don't know. They are they? father and daughter, but you don't know. But you don't know. Actually, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really well, nice. And I have to tell you something. Yeah. There's a little girl in here. Um, mm. You can't exactly see her. She's ever so sweet. Mm. And um, 
we did this piece at the Walthamstow Garden Party right. as installations, like in, like groups of four people dotted around the park, and then they all came together at the back of the William Morris Gallery yes. to do this. And unfortunately, the sound cut out halfway through on one of their one of their little performances, one of their little installations. Yes. And the seven-year-old was with her mum, and then two women in their fifties. And when the music cut out, the seven-year-old piped up and was going five, six, seven, eight, and change, two, three, and four, and now this. And she was talking oh, them all through, but she's seven. Amazing. As I said, when I was seven, I didn't know anyone. You're not careful, she's you. Well, no. <laughs> bless her, she's, you know, but I just, when her mum told me that, I just thought, she said, you know, she's really grown in confidence. Mm. through doing this and Maybe. I thought oh isn't that well, lovely that is lovely yeah it's so really, it's really, really nice Lorsque nous étions encore enfants Sur le chemin de Bruyère Tout le long de la rivière On cueillait la mirabelle Sous le nez des toutes rêves Anton, Thibaut, Boris Et moi, Rebecca Paula, Johanna Et moi Le dimanche pour aller danser On mettait tous nos souliers Dans le même panier Et pour pas les abîmer On allait au bal à pied Anton, Ça compliquait bien un peu la vie Trois garçons pour quatre filles On était tous amoureux Toi de moi et moi de lui Lumière l'autre aujourd'hui Anton, Yvon, Boris et moi Rebecca, Paula, Johanna et moi Dire qu'au moment de se marier On est tous allés chercher Ailleurs ce que l'on avait à portée de notre main On a quitté les copains Anton, Yvon, Boris et moi Rebecca, Paula, Johanna et moi Anton, Yvon, Boris et moi Rebecca, Paula, Johanna et moi That's the, I get what you've meant about that music, it's the, the, the kind of clangy, very, uh, very, but, very but amazing, really effective for that. Yeah, that no, piece. really, really interesting. And the other piece I'll just very quickly show you yeah. is um, at the garden party. I'm, so, what's next for me is not just restaging works by other choreographers but making my own work right. and so I'm very inspired by a piece called Rain by Anna Teresa de Kiersmacher and my group went to Sadler's Wells to see it yeah. last June uh, sorry no the June before and they were so inspired they said can we make yeah. our own version so it's kind of my version of the piece okay. uh, it's yep. called Inspired by Rain and, and I also work with a family group so again this one was with um, mothers dancing with their sons and daughters which was a real thrill because I've never actually done that before wow. um, so if I just open this uh, and I'll just fast forward so this is my move 17 group right um, and as you can see I've got men I've got women um, all different ages and so this is 
our interpretation of the piece. This is a section where they lift each other. And then this is just a section where they're breaking down the movements. So they're, this was actually them doing a step hop, step hop, step hop, but at the moment they're just, um, what's the word that chefs use? Deconstructing it. Right. So, so they, can people see this on, on YouTube? They can see snippets of it on YouTube. And what were they yeah. looking for on YouTube if they're looking for it? That's a good question. Probably Move 17 inspired by rain. Okay. Move 17 inspired by rain. Yeah. Okay. So the idea is that as they're dancing, they're incrementally changing their speed so yes. they go slightly out of sync with each other. Right. And one of my favourite comments from someone in the audience was, at the end, he said, I saw a clock. <laughs> there you go. But I'll just show you the lovely pair. See, I've got awful coordination. I can't imagine doing that. You would be fine, Charlotte, because I would drill you. Yes. I would drill you, I would drill you. Would. So this is um, the lovely Maz dancing with her son, Seth. Wow, how fabulous. So is that a little boy? Yeah. Oh, he's a natural, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. He's really good. He's going to be a dancer when he's older. Well, he really does do the odd dance class. Yeah. And uh, so they, it was really sweet because it's, this is their choreography. It's not mine. Oh, they, wow. they made up these little, they made up these little duets. And um, I think the audience... Lovely. It's, it is lovely. I think Beautiful. the audience were quite moved because yes. there were moments of real tenderness. Yeah between um, mothers and their that's, children. That's moved me, that hurts. Mm. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And this Thank is Daniel. This, this is Frances and her two boys, yeah. Oh, I know. How gorgeous is that? I know. And again, this is this is their choreography. It's yeah. not mine. Well. I just hope the listeners go on YouTube and have a look at this because it's it's lovely. Oh, thank you. It's really lovely. Yeah, no. We'll put the link in anyway. Yeah. We'll, okay, we'll great. Yeah. And then the only other one I guess to show. I mean, that's gorgeous. I know yeah. it's so nice. Oh, and where was this? this was so this is at the Walthamstow Garden yes. Party. So I mean, I was incredibly frazzled because I had this piece, which I'd only literally just made, and a piece, the Rosas Dance Rosas piece, site specific as well on birthdays so right. yeah we, we, we were all a bit frazzled but uh, yeah and this is this is uh, Zoe and her daughter look like a little couple of bunnies don't they I know they're really really sweet and actually this duet again this is their choreography um, the duet is really sweet because there are real moments of um, support and balance yes oh lovely yes actually that's the audience going woo <laughs> that's really sweet And then I'll just fast forward to the end yes. so you can just see how their bit ends. All together. All yeah. together. And wow. then... I love the contemporary the feel of it, actually. It's Thank very, you, Steve Reich. It's Steve a, that, you know, they've really sort of taken it and understood it. They really have. They were lovely to work with. And, you know, it, again, it's me flexing my muscles because mm. I've, I've never worked with family group before. Mm. You know, yeah. how does anyone know how it's going to go? But it went really well, and the audience particularly said how m m moving it was afterwards to see 
Mothers dance with their children. I know, mothers God. dancing with their children. Look at beautiful. that. Absolutely beautiful. I hope the listeners go on and look at this one because it's, it's just gorgeous. Oh, that's really sweet, yeah. isn't it, when they're being flung around? Yeah. yeah. Twirled around. Twirled around. No, they're not being flung around, obviously. Well, twirled around yeah. gracefully. Very, 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 yeah. very graceful. But yeah, so thank you. Thank you for watching that. Yeah, yeah no, my pleasure. And I, I hope our listeners can go on YouTube and, and have a look at that.
so it's never too late in life to start dancing. No, it really isn't. It really isn't too late. I mean, for goodness sake, you know, we've all been dancing since the age of, I don't know, 18 months, two years old in our nappies, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, at what point in our lives do we lose the ability to dance? And I, mm. I, I'm not saying that in a flippant way. I do understand that people get self-conscious and that people lose the, you know, we all become inhibited in certain areas of our lives. Um, but I, I really do find that a lot of people who are drawn to what I'm doing had already a love of dance and they just lost their way with it. Mm. And they you know, they, yeah. and they, they don't have desires to be professionals, but how great that they can perform at the Barbican. How great that they can learn a new skill. I mean, mm. some of the feedback I get from people you know, this one woman in her 50s, she simply said, thank you for making me feel young again, you know, and I think, yay, you yeah. know. My my mum my and her husband, she's 67, he's 71 or two, maybe, mm. they go ballroom dancing every week. Yeah, every brilliant. Week. And they, speak, they take special classes, they love it. Keeps, yeah. keeps them fit. If yeah. I had time, I would properly learn how to ballroom dance. Yes. I'd properly learn how to do dancing with a partner. I think that must be... We're so used to dancing individually. Yeah. It must be so nice to be in someone else's arms or reliant on someone else. Right. Or... That's what I trained in. Did you really? Yeah. In ballroom dance? Yes, yeah. I used to. You even have to competitions sh- in ballroom and Oh, how come we're at the end of this interview <laughs> and you <laughs> you've only just like yeah. asked that? You'll have to show me some of your skills. Yes. Well. Come to the You Should Be Dancing disco. The next one's on the 14th of December. All we right. can have a little... Boogie together. Boogie, well, I normally yeah. lead a dance. Yes. So, you well, know. I, I, I particularly, I, I've trained in ballroom and Latin. That uh, means I can pick up Latin American quite easily, like salsa and... Oh, amazing. Like oh, we'll have to go out dancing. Yeah, we will. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Do you have a message to young people about going for your dreams, growing your confidence, self-expression, feeling free in yourself? Um, absolutely. Um, I think, f- 
for me, regardless of whether my field is dance or, you know, my field could be another form of self-expression, but I do think that it's important that you're true to yourself. Or, you know, I mean, for me, I, I really only started to make a go of it in my 40s. Um, but I do think that however you get there, what, you know, whatever means at your disposal, you, you owe it to yourself to give it a go, regardless of whether it works out or not. you just got to give it a go. And feel the fear be, and do it anyway. Feel the fear. Yes. Live life out on the skinny branches. Try and do it before <laughs> you're in your 40s. Really try. Um, but, but it's not too late if, if, you're, if you've passed 40. It's never too late. No. I mean, you know, I'm 47 at the end of this month and I've still got ambitions and mm. things that I really want to do. And um, I just think it's, you know, you, you will at some point come round to knowing that you have to go for it anyway. So you may as well do it earlier than later. Would you say that that's your message to, to, to our listeners? I'd say the message to your listeners is whatever it is you want to do to express yourself, do it. And if it's dance, check me out or check out any of the other dance practitioners in the borough. What, what if someone's an awful singer but they want to be a singer? They want to be a singer. <laughs> you're you're like trying me. to transpose it onto singing <laughs> instead of saying dance. Well, um, this is an example. Say, for example, yeah. I've got limited range but I, I aspire to be like, um, I don't know, Beyonce. I think, I think everyone has got to be realistic. Absolutely. And I think if you are not a good singer, for example, but you really want to express yourself through song, find the right group for you mm. where. that will work for that group and just be prepared to be persistent and to keep taking steps every day to um, improve and you will over time but for some people to be honest yes it will take them longer than others and that's just life (laughs) great message great message so Claire where people can find you online can't they yeah you're on twitter isn't that right and you've got it and you've got a yes you've got a facebook account have you got a yeah people can find me on Facebook.com forward slash move, M-O-V-E, E-17. So that's my Facebook group. And then on Twitter, I'm at Claire without an I, V for Veronica, Farrow. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. Claire, I've really enjoyed our chat. Me too. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. I'm, I'm sure the listeners... We'll, we'll go on and check you out online oh, I, and watch well, your I videos, so. your and amazing I, contemporary videos. Yeah, and I hope, you know, people can get involved, you know, in dance, either as um, participants or as audience, yeah. and, and just get behind all the but dance that's going absolutely. on. Absolutely. For me, you're more than, than a cultural hero. You're an inspiration. Oh, thank you, Charlotte. That's very <laughs> sweet. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> and thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Look out for my next show coming your way soon. And I'd also like to say a very special thank you to Shad, my producer. Bye for now.